Jenny Critchlow. Hello, everybody, and welcome to your Monday morning podcast with me, Jenny Critchlow. Um, the last podcast we looked at um, deciding what our story is, if you remember. And um, we talked about how we all have a story. We tend to sort of dig out of our back pocket and hand to everybody um, when we meet them, maybe, or when we're first getting to know them, or even uh, a story that we tell continuously. I did a little bit for radio the other week, and one of the stories I looked at was about a woman who had realised that all she really talked about with her friends is her disastrous dating life and um, and the anecdotes from that and kept them all entertained. And she realised that that was all she was about, really, and tried to stop it and found that there was a space that those stories left that allowed her to appreciate much more all the positive things in her life and even to make space for some good dating stories and uh, didn't rely on those those tricky ones to entertain her friends. So I'm wondering over the last couple of weeks what you've found. Have you found a story or several stories that you tend to dig out? You know, they can sometimes be 30 years ago, 20 years ago, 10 years ago, um, maybe even 50, depending on how old you are. <laughs> I haven't got 50 years yet. So what are the stories you tell? Because they become part of our identity. We um, hold them in front of ourselves rather than allow ourselves to be seen. And this is the whole point of this. We're moving from fear to understanding our vulnerabilities, to realizing that when we don't pull out a story, when we don't pull out a persona, when we don't pull out all those things that either entertain people. So the woman who had the disastrous dating stories, primarily she thought she was there and entertaining her friends with her disastrous dating stories. But also I would suggest that there's a level of please don't see my vulnerability, um, don't see truly who I am. And my invitation to you was to look at your stories. And now we're looking today at what happens if we don't tell those stories? What happens if we're having coffee with somebody or especially a new person, but anybody? Um, what happens if we're out for a drink or out for dinner or lunch with somebody and we don't pull out that story or those stories, the what happened when, the um, who I am story? You know, we often find that these stories make us victim. Do you remember we often say that uh, the past makes us victim and right? And if we pull out a victim story, what that does is hold other people at bay. It stops them questioning us. It stops them uh, asking us probing questions. It stops us, you know, if people pull out the big story, we often let people off the hook because we don't know quite how to treat the person that's got this tricky story. And actually what we do with our stories, what we do with the story that we pull out the back pocket and hang in front of us, is that we stop people seeing our vulnerability. In fact, in many ways, it controls um, the conversation. So what stories do you pull out? And if you didn't pull them out, what happens? And my suggestion to you is that when you, when I, don't pull out those stories. We're left feeling like we're sitting in a gaping chasm. 
<laughs> a big hole called silence. And then in that silence, boom, anxiety, fear, vulnerability, worry. And my invitation to you is to give it a go because you can't see what's underneath the story unless you stop telling it. So when you identify the stuff you pull out and then when you make the big decision to not do it, have a sit in that because that's the thing that's important. It's that's the thing you're hiding from. I had a great discussion the other day around how talking about feelings, talking about the past, talking about what happened to us can be really useful. I'm not denying it. We absolutely and often have to figure stuff out, especially from the past, especially around childhood and teenage years, because that's when our brain's developing. And so we often have to make our peace with that or figure out um, what happened and make some sense of it. And that's really useful, not denying that that has saved many a life um, and always worth doing if that's helpful for you. But talking about stuff isn't stuff. Talking about feelings isn't feeling. Talking about what happened isn't what happened. It's talking about it. We can talk round it. We can talk in it. We can look underneath it and have a good look at the pile of horribleness that's underneath it. We can do all of those things. And it's really, really useful. But the only way to true change is not to talk about stuff. It is to be within stuff. We can talk about fear and pain and rejection and unhappiness or whatever you want to talk about till we're blue in the face. But it's like talking about the taste of an apple. You can talk about it till you're blue in the face. You can write a thesis on it. You can decide to explain it to a million different people. You can deconstruct its chemical formula if you can do clever stuff like that. You can do all of that. None of that is the taste of apple. It's about the taste of apple. The only way you taste apple is to taste it. And in that way, you know it. You know what apple tastes like. Can you explain it? No, you go back into all the explaining and talking about it and looking at its chemical formula and writing poems to apple. But you don't ever explain the taste of apple or experience the taste of apple unless you experience it and then you know it for yourself. So what these stories do that we hang in front of us is avoid all these feelings and we hope one day these feelings will go away and that brings us back to fear. And our fear of being vulnerable and our fear of going out there and being seen is that we think at some point that it will all change. And it will only change when you experience what it is to sit in those feelings. To sit there and feel vulnerable, visible, seen, misunderstood. And so this discussion I was having around talking about feelings being helpful, and and it is, really feelings only change when you feel them. Feelings are an energy like anything else. An energy is not created or destroyed. It is simply uh, converted into other forms of energy. 
Energy is just potential. It's potential to do work. And so if you feel fear, you cannot change the feeling of fear unless you feel the fear. And then it has all of the potential to move into something else, to move out of your body, to not inform your actions anymore. So feelings need to be felt. And we avoid these feelings. So I've talked about this till we're blue in the face. You can go back through all the podcasts. Feelings need to be felt. And we live our lives through fear of the vulnerability, the shame, not wanting to be seen. And we tend to avoid that vulnerability, shame, and not wanting to be seen by holding out our stories in front of us to prevent people seeing us, prevent people questioning us, and to control the conversation. And my invitation to you is to really begin to stop telling those stories, to be aware of those stories, and instead sit in the feeling you're trying to avoid. I promise you it won't kill you. Feelings never kill us. We die from a lot of things we do to avoid feeling. All the stuff we do to avoid feelings we can kill us, the alcohol, the drugs, um, the overeating, even the overshopping. I don't know whether that can kill you, but it can put you into a lot of debt. I promise you, you won't die from feeling. But what does happen is that when you sit in feelings, they change. They stop informing how you should behave. And you open up the space for new feelings to come in, for new experiences to come in. And most importantly, in my perception and experience, you open up space, peace, the space for all these other things to come in, gratitude, abundance, kindness, because we're not concentrating on hiding from ourselves and hiding other people from our true selves and that's the invitation this week is that if you found your stories if you figured out some of the stories you constantly pull out especially from 20 years ago happened 20 years ago not today try putting a space between your automatic moment where you tell this story put a space and see whether you can choose not to tell it And if you can choose not to tell it, can you sit in the feelings that arise? It may even help if you're sitting with a friend that you know to tell them that's what you're doing, because that friend then may support you in sitting in those feelings. But the invitation this week is to sit in the feelings, not talk about them, not try and figure them out. Sit in them and really feel them. And see what happens. You're not going to see what happens until you give it a go. And as someone that's done it for a long time, I promise you, it's never as bad as you think it's going to be. And once those feelings are felt, something changes. And the change that you are looking for, the change that you want, sits underneath all of that. The peace that you want sits underneath all of that. And it truly begins a transformative journey that talking about everything doesn't do. So let's do it. It's a week, just a week, of sitting and feeling the feelings. And how does that work for you? And I promise you, it begins a magical journey. 
and you are in complete control of it. You don't have to pay anyone for anything. You can just sit in them and see what arises beyond feelings. Because everything worth having, peace, joy, creativity, kindness, arises from beyond the mind, from beyond the thought, from beyond the story. So give it a shot. And I will see you on the other side of those feelings. It's been lovely chatting to you today. And I really wish you a peaceful week underneath all the tricky feelings. And I'll see you next week.